Hello, and welcome to the Beautiful Spaces podcast. It's me, Allie Jo. I am your host, and I'm overjoyed that you are listening in today. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of introducing Corinne Carraway. She is a 25-year-old writer, editor, and content creator, currently living in a small, one-bedroom apartment in New York City. She is passionate about leveraging the art of storytelling and has a perspective full of wisdom and compassion. I can't wait for you to hear Corinne and I unpack the reasons why our spaces matter and how they can transform your relationships, even when you live alone. So here we go. Hey, Corinne. Hi, Ali Jo. So excited for you to be on the podcast and allow our listeners to hear a little bit more about what creating a space looks like when you live alone and how that has affected you and just hearing your wisdom and perspective on that. I love that. I love that you're doing this. I think spaces are so important, no matter if you're with a bunch of people or by yourself. So I love that you wanted to dive into this topic. Can you give us a little bit of background of where you're at right now and what you're doing and kind of how you got there, just so our listeners can have a little bit of insight? Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so I graduated college in 2018 um, and very much did not know what I was going to be doing. And I had this thought that I was like, I want to move to New York. I've always kind of wanted to live in New York, but those doors were just not opening for me. And so I took a year um, and started freelance writing Um, and editing and really kind of doing whatever anyone would pay me to do um, in the media landscape and lived with five um, people, me being the the fifth. So I was living in like a massive house with five people and, um, and loved it. I loved living with um, so many like different personalities and like different like styles coming together. And that was so good for me. And then that year was coming to an end. And I was like, ah, no, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Um, do I follow people or, or do I go someplace else? And what ended up happening was the right doors um, finally opened for me um, to move to New York City. Um, but the big difference there is that I would be living alone. <laughs> and I was originally yeah. going to move with a roommate, um, but it all just ended up not working out that way. And I, and I was faced with the decision of like, okay, do you want to move to this new place by yourself? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. I'd lived alone once before, but that was like when I was in the dorm. And so I didn't have a lot of freedom to change things um, in that space. And so I was actually pretty excited about um, trying to live alone again. It's a little scary being in a new place, but I was like, I think this is going to be just right. And so I moved to the city in the summer and I found this perfect little like 300 square foot apartment. Like if you think New York shoebox apartment and that is where I lived, realized in that moment, I was like, I don't need any more space than this. Um, I've always like loved big open spaces, but for, for the season of my life, I was like, this is all I need. I don't need to have any more than what I have right here. Your story is so awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about why spaces are important to you and how they have impacted you in your own life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, when I was young, 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 like probably probably around seven or seven to nine, I got to like watch my parents build their dream home. My dad um, had been in the army when my when my parents first got married, and so 
I mean, their their decorating was a card table and a blow couch for a bed, you know. But they but they lived in Georgia and there were all these beautiful homes. Um and that literally for date nights they were were broke. They would go drive around and look at these houses. So the the house that they ended up building when I was young was a reflection of all the places that my mom and dad really loved during those early years of marriage. Um wow. and so it was this beautiful, like two story Georgian styled home and it was it was just beautiful and it sat on five and a half acres I had so much room and I watched my mom decorate this space and something that I loved so much though and that I 100% learned from her they've been thrifting things from the time they got married there are things at my parents house that they bought at estate sales during that first year there was like no place that they were too good for right like they were willing to find things that spoke to them anywhere. And so they built this dream space and then filled it with things that they loved, things that like mm. spoke to some part of each of them. Like my dad's mom traveled all over the world whenever she was younger and, and spent a lot of time in like Italy and in Germany. And so we have um, that kind of style, like seeped its way into our home um, because that's yeah. what my grandma would gift us, you know, at, at Christmas. And then you know, like after I know, like growing up in their respective homes, they, they brought those things to our home. And I always just, it was always warm in the house because I knew everything had been hand selected with care. And so that's, that's what made it special. It wasn't that it was like, oh, this is like, this looks perfect. Or like, this is yeah. like 100% aesthetically pleasing. It's like every single thing in here matters to you. Like you picked it for a reason. And that made the home feel like a home to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really special. And it's cool that you can trace this back to even just growing up and in the ways that your family and parents instilled that in you of yeah. these spaces being important to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people, you know, they can get behind the idea of spaces being important, but mm-hmm. if they are living alone or seeing that the space is not affecting anyone but them, right, they might mm-hmm. be against it or not think it matters. But um, yeah. would you say that it does and why? Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, um, I think your space always, always matters. Even if like, even I remember like being younger and like going on vacation for like a week, I would still, I always had to bring something with me. Like it didn't matter what it was. Like I had to bring something of mine with me, whether that was like being really small and like having to bring a stuffed animal or like something like that. I was like, I have to like make this into a space for me. So anytime I go on an extended trip, I'm always going to unpack my bag. (laughs) Um, I will put my things out um, because I'm like, I'm going to be in this space. I need to actually be in this space. And so when I found my apartment here, I actually took great, great care um, into obviously like the things I was going to ship that I like found important enough to like bring with me. And then like the kind of things that I've purchased since I've been here, like all kind of had to play into um, what I already had. Yeah. Moving here, something also was like, I'm going to be alone in this place. And so I need to have things that remind me of who I am yeah. and, and like who I've been and where I've been. And I, I'm like my parents, I thrift a lot. I have a lot of kind of family heirlooms, like things from my grandmothers, from their homes that I've like, you know, t- tucked away when they're not looking and have brought with me and 
I needed this space to just feel like somewhere where like I could fully exist. Like I needed my space to feel like an extension of me. And that's really what I think the importance of like, when you're alone in a space, like you need to feel comfortable enough to be yourself there. And so I've really kind of let my personality explode like all over this space and it feels like home to me and this place that's not technically my home right like I know that the apartment I'm living in right now the lease is going to go up at the end of July and I'm going to move spaces but I'm going to the things that I'll take with me will be able to like recreate that space that feeling of like ah like I belong here with these with these things like these are things that I think are beautiful or special or they have a story behind them that if someone like came into my room and pointed at something I could tell them why I have it where it's from why it matters and so it's really like my story has like come to live inside of these objects and I don't think I'm a materialistic person but I've allowed memories to attach themselves to these things and I love having them around me like all the time yeah Would you say that your spaces have impacted your relationships with people? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, So there is so funny. There's this thing that I chose to bring with me. It's like a futon couch that I bought the first time I lived alone, whenever I was still in the dorm, and and it, it like, folds up into, like, a little couch. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm sure. And when I purchased it, I – was looking for like another kind of seat to have in her in my in my room because I was like there are going to be people here and I want people to have a place to sit down yeah and and that was like one of those moments where I was like ah like even though I'm alone in this space and I sit on that couch all the time this is this is the thing in here that invites other people in and makes room for other people is this couch so I dismantled that baby and put it in a box and shipped it up (laughs) here and it is my couch here in this apartment and it does the same thing it immediately tells people there's room for you and so there are places in my room like my desk where like I think some of my most precious things sit right and that's where I work um that's where I write that's where I create and and pray and dream and like I've allowed other people to use that desk but I mean if you go sit down in front of it you're gonna see things that inspire me like not things that inspire like a a guest right Mm. but the couch anyone can sit on that couch and there's a coffee table in front of it for your coffee mug and there's a rug underneath it for your feet and I've made it catty cornered in this space so that it it's like the first thing you hit whenever you come in to my apartment so the first thing you see is ah like there's a place for me here and I think living in a place alone like it can it can really feel it's like oh this is just this place is just about me like that's it yeah um but especially here in New York I would say the bulk of my friends don't live alone and so whenever they've had a time with their roommate or they are (laughs) overwhelmed by whatever's going on in their space they know that there's room for them in mine I can come here I can lay on Corinne's couch and I think having like being able to like have a part of your place even if it's just your place that you make for other people opens up your door like automatically I love having people over to my apartment it's small but there there is always room right totally hearing you talk about this is just fun and I love hearing about it because I know exactly what couch you're talking about and (laughs) I have so many memories of sitting with you on that couch as a freshman in college little Allie Joe sitting with Corinne and even though you weren't living alone at the time, it was 
it was a place that I have memories and I know, and I'm just picturing the couch in your little corner and, mm. you know, it, it, it makes me think, even though you live alone, you are allowing this free and fearless space for other people to be invited in to your mm. space so that they would, so that they would feel comfortable and known and loved. Um, and so that's, yeah. I've seen that in your relationships and I see the way that you use your spaces to invite other people into them. And I've experienced mm-hmm. that. So I think that's cool. As people who just love tangible application and advice, what would you mm-hmm. say to the person who is either living alone or about to live alone and giving them some ad- practical advice of how they can make that space truly their own and personal and yeah. a way that they can make it more of an inviting space to cultivate those relationships in their life? Oh, yeah. Okay, absolutely. So something that I've always associated with being a little more grown up and, and living alone is having framed art. <laughs> I'd gone to Canton, Canton trade days. Um, if you're in Texas, first Monday, big, biggest like, flea market in Texas. That So much of my stuff is from Canton. And I went and I was like in search of this thing that I was like, all right, I'm going to like base my whole room around this thing. And I went out to look for that. And I found these massive paintings. They were original oil paintings, but they were a a reproduction of a famous painting. And and so I found them and they were framed in these gold frames. And I saw them and I was like, I will do anything to have those on my wall. Um, I was like, I will pay whatever it is. I was like, that is, I was like, that is it. Um, Those paintings will be with me forever. This is like the beginning of my art collection. So I bought, I bought these paintings and they were the first thing I hung up and they are one of the most eye-catching things in my apartment. Like people always ask about those things and I love having big pieces of art frames on the walls because it like, they draw, it draws people into the space, right? And they feel like they can walk in and ask you a question about it um, because it's so big. Like you don't put something big on your wall without knowing that someone's going to ask you where it came from. And it feels like an important conversation starter. And I mean, everything that I just said to you, like Canton Trade Days, Impressionist Art, um, like Framed Art, like all that stuff are are things about me that like let people know parts of me. And so when you choose what's going to go up on your wall, it needs to be like, it can be something that you just think is cool. It can be something you just think is beautiful. But like, why do you think it's cool? Why do you think it's beautiful? How is what you put up? gonna let somebody know better who you are like don't buy stuff like that unless you know you're gonna have it for a long time like it fits your taste (laughs) it like something that you like love deeply not something that's like trendier in the moment and and everything I've purchased since I've been here art-wise has been something I'm like my grandkids can look at that and go oh that like reminds me of my grandma right something I think is super important whenever you're like investing in art but yeah frame your art Make sure you love it. Make sure it says something about you and put it up on your wall. Thank you for for having me on, for making space, literally, for for people to talk about about their own spaces. Such an important, important thing that literally anyone can cultivate. Wow, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Corinne's story, living alone, and what spaces mean to her personally. And I hope that you transform your relationships by thinking about how your spaces can impact you and other people. Thank you for investing in the Beautiful Spaces podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.